Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the LA Soccer Hub Show. My name is Gio Garcia. Today's Tuesday, September 21st, and on Tuesdays, we talk black and gold, we talk LAFC. Lots going on. Also, news today broke about a Leagues Cup. You know, the looks like there's going to be a tournament going on in, in the summer 2023 uh, between Liga MX and obviously the MLS. So that looks very interesting. Uh, before we get into that, let me introduce my guest. We got LAFC Live back once again. We have Back in Black, and we have, we also have JP Marcus. Uh, live, how you doing? Pretty good, Gio. Thanks for having me on again. Uh, been a busy week, uh, football-related games left and right, but I'm excited to be back and talk some LAFC and Leagues, uh, the Leagues Cup, I guess, now. Yeah, Leagues Cup. Uh, Celso, Back in Black, how you doing? Pretty good, man. Last time I was here, it was a lot of enemy, enemy fire. Excited to be <laughs> around, just some friendly faces and talk about a lot of the big news that we had today and also the signings and you know, excited to be in the show. Yeah. yeah. JP, how, how you been, man? I'm good. Just school and, uh, and you know, LAFC, just, just, just watching, watching soccer and LAFC. So good to be back. Good to be back. School. I mean, I remember those days. Do you remember those days back in black? Yeah, yeah, man, it was a while back, so let's not talk about it because I will date uh, <laughs> myself. But uh, I can tell you, this is going to be the best time of your life. So keep at it because it's, uh, it's downhill from here, unfortunately. It's downhill, really. <laughs> it's I, to me, I haven't got I had my, I had my time, man. I I stayed. I did everything I could to stay an extra time. You know, at Ohio State, I'm a Midwest dude, so you know. They, oh, they you went to you went to Ohio the, State. The experience there, absolutely. Yeah, I'm a Midwest product. That's why if you go to my Twitter, you see some Buckeye stuff. Wow. Probably confused some people, but uh, you know the NCA football. Uh, they kind of injected into me, and you know it's it's been kind of a a, a, a mishmash of of emotions. You know, bringing some of the the soccer stuff into that into that passion. But um, you know, anyways, we're we're here to talk soccer. Yeah, yeah, look that's where I'm from. You know, Midwest. Look, hey, look, that, those, Midwest that's, there's soccer there. You know, I, that's what we want to know, though. Yeah, and, and that's pretty cool. I'm actually hoping to go to the the U.S. men national team game against Costa Rica and Columbus. Uh, you know, it is a soccer city now, and uh, you know that that will continue. And you know, look forward to see what it goes to. Nice live. Where'd you Where'd you go to school? Or did you go to school? Yeah, yeah. the bag. I bought it from the Dollar Tree just for Hey, there we go. <laughs> no, I um, I went to Cal State Fullerton. So. Oh, yeah. nice Fullerton. Yeah, DTF. Yeah. yeah. Oh God. Yeah. That- yeah. Who knows about that? Wow, the less said about that place, the better, man. That place is, yeah. Who knows about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I went there. It's chill. It's chill. So, for those that don't know, DTF stands for Downtown Fullerton. So, it's like a strip of bars. You just go out. I went there, like, once or twice with my cousins when I was when I was in college. But it was, it was a lot of fun. I must admit, it was a lot of fun. 
you know, got a little rowdy, but you know, I highly recommend it. I mean, I haven't been in forever. It's been I've a been while. Fullerton. See, I'm not that old man. I've been there. It was awesome. You guys rap all right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's no, it's no Ohio State. Or, uh, you know, qu- quick story about that. I had a coworker when once I graduated college. I had this job. Uh, I moved out to the East Coast. This my my uh, my coworker is a big Ohio State fan. I think he went to. I went went to school there. His kids went to school there, and Ohio State won the national championship. Uh, so he was all excited, and all everywhere we would go, he'd be like, "Oh H." And they yell like Ohio. Ohio. Then, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was just like, we're like, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we're 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 gonna lose some audience here, man. Like we're yeah, yeah. We gotta we gotta stop. Like, gotta stop. Now, you, know, you're gonna, you, you best move on here. You know, I'm gonna start getting some Twitter hate also. But yeah, yeah no, it's what it's, what you uh, started. I think uh, it's, a, it's a good transition. I know we're gonna talk about this league because you know uh, football rules in America, and I I think today we did a, a big step towards becoming a bigger league, a more organized league. You know, a fusion of two two tournaments, trying to make a make a bigger statement in 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 this sport. You know, and I think it's well very welcome. But don't want to steal your thunder, but I, I think it's a good starting to compare right uh, where soccer is in America and and what this means. Uh, you know, this change today means because I think it means a lot. Yeah, it does. And here, and I, I got a video that we're gonna play here because uh, the announcement was today. So um, let me play the video and then we'll we'll get into it. Um, you know, because it's it's a pretty significant announcement. So for those listening, this is a promotion video that they made. Unfortunately, there's no there's no words. It's a bunch of uh, images. You know, they said three, three nations, uh, two leagues, and um, you know, just talking about the the league's cup, uh, which we'll get into. So just a little promo video. Um, it would have been nice if they were had some words uh, being able to uh, narrate it. Uh, but that, I mean, the images, the, the content's pretty cool. It okay. opened with the bank. If you guys noticed that, it was the yeah, first yeah, shot yeah. I saw there. It was three, two, five, two, and the bank. <laughs> so the thing that we know of the League's Cup is going to be in the summer of 2023. Obviously, Liga MX and MLS. Uh, so they're going to pause the leagues for a month in the summer. So the top, the big thing about it is the top three finishers. So first, second, and third are going to get an automatic bid uh, to CCL, and also the first place uh, team is also going to get a buy. So depending how, how that how that looks or, or it's going to get a buy in the CCL. Um, so it's going to be uh, formatted like the World Cup uh, format. So every team is going to get a chance. Every MLS team and eight is going to be 29 by that time. And then 18 uh, Liga MX uh, clubs are going to be in it. So every every team gets a shot. Now, we know that uh, Liga, uh, Liga MX ha- has been um, obviously the most successful league so far. Uh, but MLS has more teams, so we'll see how that that play in its favor. Live, what are, what are your thoughts about this news? Uh, well, I was kind of uh, expecting like uh, kind of something like this to be announced, but I'm excited for it. Uh, every team in MLS gets an opportunity, along with Liga MX. Obviously, there's 27 teams, and then by 2023, I think there'll be 28, 29. I, I don't really know, 
um, but it's gonna showcase like you know MLS what they're all about. You would you would favor MLS at least getting two or three teams depending on the format of this to at least the, the final four. You would hope it'd be kind of a shame if Liga Liga MX dominated this thing and you know the final between you know America versus Chivas or something like that. And that's just you know that that'd be a great game, but you know MLS kind of loses out trying to showcase it. But I think this is like a precursor to something in the next five or six years or eight years where a merger is bound to happen, I think, uh, between MLS and Liga MX. That's been rumored a lot. And I just feel at some point, uh, I'm not really in favor of it, but I think it's going to happen. And another thing I had a question about, I'm not sure if it was confirmed or not, is that I saw that the games will take place in the United States and I think Canada. But I didn't see anything on playing away in Mexico, which I think if, if, if that's not the case, that's kind of a big loss because I would love to see all these MLS clubs go to a game in Mexico and actually participate. You would like to see someone like, I don't know, um, Chicago Fire uh, playing in Mexico or FC Cincinnati. Just think about the fans getting a trip that some of these fans have never been outside the state. So going to Mexico would be awesome to see a game like that. Uh, but that's just some quick thoughts about this. Uh, I'm excited to see uh, a lot of questions, uh, hopefully a lot of answers along the way as well. Yeah, no, it's exciting news. Um, you know, and, and you, you hit on a lot of different points. Uh, uh, back in black, let's get your thoughts on, on this news that was announced today. Yeah, great news. I, I see it very positively. Um, I, I don't follow the Liga Mexico as close as, as some of us in the group. And honestly, there's a lot of similarities from the talent and, you know, the, the all-star game that we just had here in Los Angeles, in my opinion, was a big test tube of how these two leagues can kind of intercommingle. And, and I think it was very positive. And um, this is a, a next step of, of this latest experiment. Um, the trade, you know, the, the player markets are highly intertwined. You have a, a high uh, number of Mexican players playing in MLS, but maybe not high enough. Uh, the Argentinians are still the number two uh, uh, nationality after Americans. And, you know, that might not be something that people that organize the leagues are are, are happy about. Uh, you know, they might want to see a little bit more uh, transfers within those two leagues. So it could be something around that as well, player player movements and, and facilitating sort of the motion between the two. The, so... You know, where is it going to go from here? I only think it's going to go up. Uh, as Live said, a fusion is is really what uh, everyone wants. I don't think necessarily maybe the best move. But if you look at how leagues in the past within the United States have handled fusions, and, you know, again, we had the NBA that did it. We had uh, – and I know it's, it sounds different, but, you know, it's two leagues – kind of getting together. You had the NFL that also went through the NFC, AFC coming together. And, you know, what better can we expect that two leagues that are sort of cousins can, you know, work its differences and come up to, with the format that you know, the two best teams meet in the end. So uh, we'll see where it goes. The League's Cup is something we don't pay a lot of attention to. So I also believe this gives this tournament a little bit more of a punch uh, and it did need a, a, a reformatting, a, a, the round robbing uh, aspect of it makes it for something that we haven't seen much because uh, it's not a, a back and forth style two game playoffs, right? And to your point, live, you're right. You know, if we're gonna play this in the northern part of the continent, um, you know, what does this say about the Mexican teams? But 
what I believe they're going to try to do is what we do in the World Cup, which is have some venue cities, venue rep, you know, regions. And we know that, you know, Mexicans and Latin Americans travel really well. So, you know, I'm very, very uh, positive that they're going to pack the stadiums and, you know, have two to one in, in, in SKC if we play in El Paso and somewhere like that. So that's that's where I think it's going to go from at least from the, the, the home field advantage standpoint. And, you know, I always like single elimination games versus this back and forth, which is something very different. And, uh, you know, it's exciting. Let's, you know, everybody likes penalty kicks. Yeah, so. no, I, I think it's a big news. <laughs> exactly. Uh, big, big news. So you hit, on, you hit on a lot of different great uh, things. I'm not sure if every, everybody would be interested in a merger. I don't know if a lot of Liga MX fans would be interested in the merger, but this – uh, this could be one of those stepping stones, right? Depending how we see how it is, and I and I do That's agree. They, they would not be interested. And I was yeah. thinking from a very colonialistic standpoint that we are the Americans, and here we come, <laughs> and you better come to our league, and we are now the NFL too. You're right. So no, but the other what side I, of the coin is really tough. Yeah, and what I was going to say, two game too. yeah, yeah. What I was going to say, not, them not being able to have uh, the games in Mexico. That that may be uh, one of the things is you know obviously they can come to the U.S. and they come out there, but part of you know these tournaments, I think the exciting thing is to be able to travel outside the country and also feel that 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 intense atmosphere. Uh, we got Andy in the chat trolling a little bit. He says FC Cincinnati going for <laughs> League's Cup, and yeah, he's baby. a Austin, he's an Austin Renner. FC fan. He says Austin Renner FC for CCL champs. I mean, first they first they got Andy. First they got to get up to 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 the playoff spots, man, before before we even think about them being champions. But anyways, uh JP, let's get your thoughts on this. Yeah, I mean, being I guess from from both from both countries seeing both leagues um growing up, it's going to be interesting, you know, seeing these Mexican teams square up against, you know, these MLS teams being outnumbered like 2 to 1 by by MLS teams, but um I think the World Cup format should help. They should already have set venues. And then, you know, just draw them out. You know, Seattle shouldn't be playing at home. You know, LAFC shouldn't be playing at home. They should, you know, travel out, make it, you know, really, really feel like a tournament with some animosity. You know, these games are going to be chippy. There's going to be, you know, national pride involved in, in some some in some games. So it's going to be nice. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd love to see the final in Azteca or MetLife, you know, a big venue, a big stadium where, where everybody can go and travel. Um, it's easier for the MLS fans to go to Mexico than the Mexican fans to come to the MLS. So, I mean, the League's Cup right now is, is I guess, a bit unfair because the Mexican teams have to travel and, and, you know, Seattle plays at home, New York played at home or whatever. So, you know, I do want, you know, one or two Mexican venues and then, you know, see where it goes from there. But, yeah, I mean, this is going to have to – it's going to be a big restructure, big changes, and, and it's I think it's for the better for both. I just don't see a merger between leagues. Um, I think this is as, as best as it's going to get for a while, um, and I'm okay with that. Um so, yeah, I mean, seeing Chivas play. Quick, if you think about how baseball does it, you know, and where you're playing most of your games within your division and then even more of your games within your conferences, and then you're playing a very small portion of your games outside, right, that could work. So, it, yeah, we would fuse it, but you're still sort of giving priority to your domestic schedule, right? It can't be a full-on fusion. I just believe that you can create – league ter- tournaments that can run through and crown a true champion versus this third thing that qualifies us. And then like, oh, it's like the Sudamericana, you know, everybody likes it, uh, but it's the second tier tournament that qualifies you to the next thing. What I will say is it definitely is a stepping, another stepping to- stepping stone towards that conversation. 
right? Yeah. But I think there's even with this tournament, I think there's to have a merger. I think there's multiple things, but this could this could potentially be it, but, or this could be or or this could be a leagues cup every year or every two years or whatever before the World Cup. But uh, I think it's going to be interesting how, how it plays out. And I think a lot of the things that we even got put in the, in the chat because this is this is definitely going to be some of it. So he says. Uh, it's all about dollars, bro. Now, even Liga Amekis wants games in Mexico. Well, part of the reason that they don't want games in Mexico, from what I was reading, is that they're, they're going to make a lot more money in the United States. Um, but I think they would want some time. I think we would want some games. I mean, even in the knockout stage, maybe the semifinal in Azteca or, or def- different things. Obviously, the venues haven't been selected, but I think we're two years away from it. And a lot of things can change. But I think to that point, Me- Mexico, Mexican fans, uh, Mexican teams, Obviously, uh, it's not just going to be Chivas. It's not just going to be America and other teams that we're used to seeing. Everybody is going to be able to benef- benefit of this. But I think if you're that, uh, the the teams that everybody gets a shot, I think in CCL, not everybody gets a shot. Not everybody gets a, a somewhat of a fair shot. This is the best that I could see of, of a fair shot that everybody uh, can get right now. If you're right, you're Austin FC this year, right? I mean, realistically you're probably not going to go that far but you, you got your shot right, right. so t- teams teams two years from now will have and look at that and then you can also see i think every mls obviously out top of the top tier can also look and be like we're going to be playing you in the summertime opposed to like when your guys' season already starts so mls is already going to be informed liga mx may be in between but i think now is going to be even a more of a fair shot for the mls teams opposed to the Liga MX teams. What are your thoughts on that live? I think that's, uh, you're absolutely spot on. Like there's going to be no excuses. Everyone's going to be in the same uh, like kind of format. And that's what I'm hoping this whole thing kind of fixes the MLS scheduling. Cause that's always been a conflict. I feel like with international breaks, we keep playing and then uh, the star players come back. They're either injured or they're tired. And it's always a roundabout. And I was just with LAFC, obviously both every team, it, it happens to them. So I'm hoping the scheduling conflicts kind of get resolved. And then also, you know, I know a lot of the fans, um, you know, we're talking about like the marketing, like uh, foot mentioned with the dollars here. Well, yeah, that's true. But I would, I would really be really, you know, sad that some of these fans um, from the States can't go to Mexico to go watch some of these games. Cause I would love to go to, uh, you know, you know LESD against maybe, I, I don't know, Cruz or something like that away or, mm-hmm. or I don't know. Cause every team's in this, everyone's got a fair shot. And the only other question I have is that, you know, this is going to be a new tournament. Does this overshadow CONCACAF Champions League now since this is such a massive tournament? And also, yeah, see, there's a question right there. So, like, would that would the winner of the Leagues Cup be technically the ultimate winner since you've proven that you've beaten all the MLS teams, you've beaten all the other League MX teams? I think a team from Honduras or whoever else we play, is that really going to matter in the end? That's just my opinion. I don't know what. And then also, what's going to happen to the U.S. Open Cup? Because teams like the Charlotte Battery or Louisville and whatnot, I mean, who's to say that they won't speak up and say, hey, we kind of want to get into this too. We just don't want to compete in the U.S. Open Cup. If that's even going to be a thing, because it seems like they're kind of switching that away for now. So that's, a, you know, the lower teams are going to lose out on that. That's just something I'm thinking about. And maybe, maybe down the line, we can see a program develop out of this somehow, some way, but I doubt it. But We'll see. That's just my. No, I mean that that is a great point. Um, Chris from from Facebook says, "What does this What does this do to Concacaf Champions League?" So obviously, this was uh, approved by Concacaf. So Concacaf approved this, gave it. This is approved from everybody. Don Garber and the Lee MX president. Everybody, everybody has their hands involved. Approved this, and obviously, the top prize uh, 
they're still making it known that uh, the top price is CONCACAF because you're, you're getting three three spots, right? Three spots um, for that. And then also um, uh, there's also going to be money incentives, cash incentives for the players. Obviously, we know the teams are going to benefit off of that. Um, uh, uh, back in black, what, what are your thoughts on that, uh, on CCL? How do you feel? Obviously, we don't know what it will do to CCL, but we also got to talk on CCL. There's, there's teams from Honduras, El Salvador, and even from, uh, you know, the Caribbeans. Uh, that play in the CCL. So obviously don't we, you don't want to forget them because they're part of CONCACAF. What do you think yeah. this will do to, to the Champions League? Nothing. No, I mean, listen, if you're if you're a South American uh, football fan and you watch Libertadores, you would understand that the Sudamericana champion qualifies for the next year's Libertadores, right? Everyone wants to win the Libertadores, right? It's the same exact thing with CONCACAF. With CONCACAF, you're all trying to win. We all try to win the CCL, which births you into the world championship, which gives you a chance and once in a history to be a European team, right? That's what you want to do. And along the way, you can make a lot of money as a club, right? Collect a lot of awards and get there. So this strengthens and opens the path to get to the CCL. So it doesn't take away from the South, the Central American teams that continue to have representation, limited representation, representative to their leagues. And it gives this other path, which is, again, the exact same path that the Copa Sudamericana offers South American teams today, which allows you to then divide your roster in a way to prioritize this or that championship based on what, you know, is plausible for your roster to attain within a calendar year because you don't want to be in a in a in like situation now I, i'm going to use a lot of other leagues uh, as, as as references you don't want to be the nba that you know by halfway through you already know that half of the teams are out right that is why that league is now thinking of about a mid you know season tournament as well you want to keep people engaged and this will do it so it only will make it bigger. It only will make it more uh, royal. And it gives you a berth. If you win this, it gives you a berth automatically to try again next year. Uh, for me, there's not too good of Ross, excuse me, marketing around the CCL in the United States yet to make this the championship or the, the tournament that it needs to be. That is, again, how us South Americans have grown to see the Copa Libertadores, right? I'm, I, I was always a supporter of Sao Paulo Football Club. And during the 90s, we, we were basically ruling South America. And we got to, to, to play AC Milan and Barcelona. And I got to see them both beat both of those teams as a child. I'll tell you, man, it will change your perception about your team and what your league can do. Yeah. That's what MLS needs to do. And this is the step towards it. No, I agree. I think I, I think I agree with that as well. I think it will. And, and they now uh, they all beat Palmeiras, right? Like uh, yeah. Tigres beat Palmeiras, right? And had yeah. a chance, man. That's yeah. exciting. And how many t- how many of the Tigers fans see that as the marquee moment in their clubs? Yeah. Uh, in yeah. yeah. No, no, I can agree. JP, let's get let's get your thoughts on this. How how do you feel this will impact uh, the CCL? Um, I think yeah, it's further further strains. Yeah, strengthens it because you know you don't get the the ticket to the the club world cup and i think that's where everybody wants to go to you know that's where everybody sees you that's where the european clubs are going to see you and and see your players and that's who where they you know going to want to buy them after a good performance in, in the in the world club and the world cup for the clubs so you know ccl is going to 
you know, is bigger as well. They're going to have 50 teams, 10 from Central America and 10 from the Caribbean. So everything has just gotten bigger. I don't know how they're going to, you know, schedule all of it, but um, it's just, it's going to be, you know, a hot mess of a lot of soccer in, in, in you know, North America. And, and, I'm here, and I'm here for it. It's just going to be how tired are these teams going to be? You know, like Celso said, they might just prioritize one tournament and then, you know, go from there. It's going to be a long, long route to, you know, end up winning a championship. Um, you know, LAFC might just focus on MLS Cup or or focus on Leagues Cup and then, you know, just not care about the other, other tournaments. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just going to be a lot of a lot of thinking. A lot of the front office is going to have to think about how to roster build, all these other things that, you know, they didn't have to worry about not before before this merger. Um, I also think that they should change the trophy. I don't like it. It's just like two bowls on top of each other. Um, oh, the, the League's Cup? Yeah. Man, if you guys didn't know, there's a League's Cup final tomorrow between uh, Sounders and who, who – see, I don't even know. Um, it's Leon. Like, uh, Leon. Leon, see. Yeah, yeah so, Leon. It's, that's what I said earlier, yeah. It's, so, it, it's, go ahead, finish finish up, though, JP. Yeah, I mean, that was just a random thing, but I don't like the trophy the way it looks. It's just two little, like, bowls on top of each other. But I'm excited for this. Um, yeah, I'm excited for this. And, and especially since it's, you know, just quick group stages, it's going to keep, you know, the viewers very – intrigued and active and it's not you know this league's cup that's just dragged out and nobody even watches it yeah no i think it has to look if it's, it's going to be in the summer right uh, i'm assuming no more than a month uh, i think that's what the the world cup is maybe a month month and a half could be wrong or it's around there um but if they do it right they pick the right venues i'm assuming you got to pick la you're gonna have to pick some in texas but give a venue to uh stadio steca or in monterey or in guadalajara somewhere over there just to mix it up. I mean, because this is what you're going to expect the following year, right? Or when? when's the, the 20, was the 2026 World Cup, right? Uh, I have my, my math wrong. So in the couple, three years from that, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to have some of the, at least some of these players uh, that are going to play for, 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 the, for their nation, you know, uh, are going to do, be do that, are going to be able to do that. So I, I just think it's going to strengthen what's also said. It's going to strengthen CCO. I do agree. The marketing has to be a lot better. But it's also going to make, you know, uh, you know, teams, right, depending how that 2023 season starts for the MLS, whether they start in January, whenever they start, uh, I think every team should prioritize the Leeds Cup because there's three uh, CCL uh, spots open, right? There's more MLS teams than Liga Mackey's teams, like you said, it's two to one. Uh, live, how excited are you when, when you saw the news or how, how do you feel about this now that we're, we're actually talking about it? Uh, I got really excited, to be honest with you. Obviously, some skepticism for me, just um, trying to work out, like, the scheduling, how it's going to work and all that. But when I first thought about it, I was like, man, this is a tournament. I, I might sound crazy. I sound optimistic, but this is a tournament I think LAC. I don't even have to look at the groupings or how it's going to work. I think this is a tournament they can go far in based on the experience they've had. Um, the Concap Champions League, playing against all the league MX teams, unfortunately, in the final, losing the Tigres. But this is a tournament I think this team – depending who's going to be, you know, still around, who's the GM, who's the manager, all those other things and whatnot. But uh, I think this is a team that can go far in it, um, and I'm excited. I'm excited to see LAFC play a, a Chivas or a uh, or a Pumas or, you know, so, something like that, just random. That That's the whole thing about it to me is random. I like that. I like not knowing who we're going to play and who's going to be doing what. It's exciting to me. And hopefully LAFC will go far when the 10 comes in 2023. Yeah, and another thing I was going to say before we, we switch off. Uh, so so the, another thing is like right now, because it's like, like I said, uh, Sounders and Leon are playing. Those are essentially just glorified exhibition games. You know what I'm saying? 
these games moving forward, 2023, 2023 comes around, they're going to count for something. They're, they're literally going to count for something, right? Outside of the CCL, we know we have these other tournaments in there, but it's not going to get more. Imagine, uh, right, uh, America versus uh, LAFC or Chivas versus LAFC, right, in New York City or, or whatever, you, you name it, right? That game's going to matter even if it's in the knockout stage. That that game's really going to be important, right? Um, those games are those those games are going to be so much more important. People are going to pay attention to it so much more. Um, it also gives the lower tier teams uh, in the MLS and in Liga MX a taste of what it is because right now in CCL it's only a number of MLS teams. Was well, it three or four MLS teams that, that get into CCL? So a lot of them can't won't be able to taste what CCL is. This will be their first taste in Leagues Cup, and I think this is the biggest benefit for for the the lower tier teams. And both Liga Amekis and, and MLS, they're they're going to have the they're going to face in America. They're going to face Chivas. You know, I think that's exciting. The, I think the the question is how are the the smaller markets going to react to this expansion, and are they going? You know, we are a very diverse league uh, with teams from very different parts of our country that represent different uh, supporters. You know, and. Uh, with different interests, you know, and, and, and it all has to work. It has to work just as good for the team in Chicago as it works for the team in Kansas City, as it works for the team in Miami. So I'm sure we can make it work in, in L.A. like we made it work for the, the uh, All-Star game and some of the more marquee games that, that dominate the television. But can we make it work nationally or are we completely regionalizing the sport by moving it basically to the border of the United States, you know, and, and then the question begs then how do you incorporate Canada or continue to incorporate Canada uh, in, in the mix, given that they have weather issues. Right. And um, you know, again, th that's never going to happen. Sorry to interrupt. I think America played JP played in Canada. I think they played in Montreal or Vancouver. I think they had an exhibition game mm -hmm. earlier this year. Huh? Wasn't the dome? I think then they played. I remember they the played in the dome. Yeah. I think they played. I, I think they played earlier, and there was a lot of America fans in, in right. uh, Canada. So I don't. I don't think. Obviously, line, soccer dominates the summer, and and people yep. like to travel to see teams. And if you put a good product out there, people will travel for it. And 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 then we like to watch it on TV. The ratings always respond. And then falls move. Fall moves on, and and it loses the air, and then it becomes more of a regional thing. So. Um, I expect the calendar to move back a little bit, and I'll finish it with that. And then the second thing, I expect the salary caps for MLS teams to grow yep, so that we up. have deeper rosters to compete in multiple uh, mm -hmm. tournaments. And, again, those are the big two big things that make me really excited about this change today. Yeah, more money, more more money all around. Uh, more yeah, money, no, right? yeah, more money, more options. Obviously, we know Liga Mackies has the, the capability of bringing in higher profile players because they're not trapped into the MLS type of system. But quickly in the, in the comments, let me know if you guys are excited uh, uh, about League's Cup or if you're not. I just want to see how people are feeling. I know a lot of you, you did a poll, so it'd be great to see those numbers. Um, look, we, we got to talk about LAFC. This is uh, an LAFC uh, style podcast, but I felt like it was really important to talk about League's Cup because – this deals with LAFC and the future, um, so I think I think it's 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 an amazing thing that's going to happen for the league. Now we just we just got to see how how it works out. Um, obviously, over the weekend, a uh, very frustrating game, uh, I guess to say the least, uh, against the Timbers. Look, we know the Timbers and LAFC always play these physical matches. We know they always go at it, uh, you know, 
And I think the thing that uh, I was more interested to see is like, look, how they're going to react, what they can do. Um, Cause it's tough. It's tough to play in the turf. It's tough, you know, with the, the different environment. Obviously we know the game ended up two one um, uh, Timbers ended up scoring first and then Chicho got the PK. Uh, and then in the 68th minute Timbers uh, put LAFC away. A lot of, a lot of missed opportunities live. How did you see this game? How'd you feel about this game? So same thing that Hans says, most opportunities and score. We had our guns out there, Rodriguez, Chicho, even Sefuentes. Sefuentes, who almost hands down, almost got gold the whole season from like, what, 60 yards out? But unfortunately, he hit the post. That, that was a crazy shot. If you guys have, like, you guys have all seen it, they rewinded a couple times. It was crazy. But um, yeah, I just couldn't finish. Um, and I think we matched up pretty decent as far as physicality, but at the same time, the, the set piece defending. And also, Mario, I, I'm sorry, but he looked like a headless chicken out there at times. And I, I, we're starting to find out that Segura is the one that made him look really, really good at times. Um, and it's just, it's just, it just kind of sucks because you have that three-game winning streak. You want to keep building on it, at least get a point. And then we're back to reality. The same mistakes keep haunting us. And then the whole thing with the sub, 75th minute, why did we wait so long to make uh, any changes? And the whole Bryce Duke thing, I understand the system and whatnot, but – Bryce Duke's been our like aggressive player the past couple times. He's been really coming, uh, you know, really shining as a kid, uh, young gun. And what's his reward? Bench two straight games. Uh, don't understand that. And then when you come on, it's like, what's he going to do in fifteen minutes or ten minutes? You know, so just disappointing. Really disappointing. Yeah, JP, let's get let's get your thoughts on this game. Yeah, I mean, LFC shoot themselves in the foot again. Um, you know, two mi- clear missed opportunities, and then it's literally the direct play after they get scored on. So, you know, the ones that you don't score, you know, the, op- the opponents are going to take and, and they're going to make you pay. Um, you know, LAFC wasn't as chippy as they needed to be. They weren't as physical as they needed to be. They didn't set the tone early. Um, we all saw that, that that changes needed to be done. And then, you know, you wait until after you get scored on and then you wait a couple minutes after. And it's just a slow response, you know, instead of, you know, pushing for, for fifth, fourth place in playoffs. Now you're, now you're you know, struggling for seventh, you know, even with nine games left. You, you 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 know you struggle you, you put yourself in this in this situation where now you're lo- outside looking in and you know you kind of don't have the destiny in your hands anymore yeah i don't know i think they well, outside looking in depends depends how you're looking at it uh, i'll pull up the standings but so so how how do you feel about this game talk to me about this game oh man you know it was a classical lafc loss on the road where we sort of looks like we are dominating we have good possession uh, we win the exco battle i just checked you know it takes a little bit to come out we did win the exco battle yet we lose the game um the aggressive aggressiveness wasn't there uh, one indicator they had four yellow cards we had none even though we had a few more fouls and you know sometimes you just gotta set the tone and uh we never really did that and they right off the gate come out strong got the first goal in MLS soccer, if you scored the first one, you have a pretty good chance to win it. We found the way to tie, and you know, as soon as I was tweeting, a tie is good for us here. You know, let's get the point. It happens like it always does. You know, we concede the, the late goal. You know, the, uh, at, the, at the end of the game, and that's been the the problem of you know of our team. We just cannot figure out how to close it out. You know, essentially, or find the third goal right, and then close the game out, or uh, you know, protect some sort of lead or point, and in this case, turn out for the worse. So, 
I can't say anymore that I don't expect these things. You know, it's Portland on the road, uh, you know, close match and the stronger team won. Yeah, no, I, I think it's it's a game of missed opportunities. I I, I got to pull up the the, the miss by uh, Sifu because it, it it's not to rub it in, but it's just, just it's just unfortunate because we know what happened right after that, right after this play is when uh, the Timbers uh, took over. But I mean. Chicho played an amazing – he had another amazing game. Yeah, I know he scored a penalty, but it's always good to see uh, your striker score goals in any in any way, right? I know it's he's had three penalties, but anyway, uh, it could also be three misses as well, right? And uh, anyway, anyway, you can you – can, uh, you can affect the game. You can add the stat, but he also was – he could have had two assists. Let, let's watch the, the miss by C. Super last man back. Yeah. <laughs> Live, talk to me about instant reaction because when I watched that, my mouth just dropped because I was like, oh, here's the time. And yeah. uh, I would have waited two minutes and then got him out and would have put in Duke right away. That, that's it. I mean, I, I mean, I, maybe Duke would have missed too, but at least you're being proactive instead of waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for something else to happen when it's not coming. And it's just been haunting us all season. Missed chances, just like that. Wide open net. I don't know if it was nerves. Maybe he thought, I mean, I, I'm not him, so I don't know what he was thinking or what happened, but uh, just a shame. Would have been, would have been nice, but it didn't happen. Back your thoughts on Sifo's miss? Okay, the, the bigger thing is between him and uh, B. Rod, they had eight shots, one on target. That was not one of them, as you saw it, uh, and that's why we lost. Uh, again, the the X go for that shot was 0.7 equal to a penalty <laughs> kick. So he missed a penalty kick, right? And that's what happens. You miss penalty kicks, you get scored on, you lose the game. I would, so, look, you're a lot closer than a penalty kick, which I would add. Uh, right. Well, the, 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 right. He was, but he was up to the right. So, you know, X goal measures, uh, you know, different things, right? Angle, right? This yeah. and penalty kicks are awarded a 0.7 X goal, which he, he ended with, right? Again, it, it was an easy chance. Should have just put it in. Didn't do it, right? And we lost the game. Pretty simple. JP, your thoughts on that, miss? He didn't even get it on target. I guess that's what that's what sucks the, the most. He didn't even get it on target. Uh, if you're what two yards out, three yards out, at least hit it on frame. If the goalie saves it, then you say, okay, you know what a great keeper or whatever. But you don't even get it on target. You don't know. You, it's all on you. You know. If I make comment on that real quick, because LAFC finished one for thirteen. All right. On shots, on, on shots, shots shot. on target, or just shots? Shots shot. on target. One one, t- one on target for thirteen. FBref.com. Check it out right wow. now. No, I believe the you. Only shot on target came from Brian Rodriguez. If you if you're three yards out and you can't hit it on target, then you just don't deserve to win the game. You know, it's it's that simple. Shots you know? came from six different people, so it's not. Oh my goodness, you know. I mean, now again, four from Brian, four four from 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 C. Fuentes, and again, and I, I I will say what the bigger issue in my opinion is is the inability to assist. Okay, it's the last pass which. Bryce I mean that was that was a perfect really pass won. though from Chicho though. That was a really good pass. That was a perfect pass though. Like Chicho yeah, had two 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 good passes. Because I would say the finishing though. I, I would next time he's going to shoot. Next huh? time he's going to take that shot, and he should. But there's You're no next time though. There's no. Yeah. Next. There's Sometimes no. in this in this part of the season, there's no next time. It's 
you only get one one you they got two chances live you're gonna say something what are your thoughts yeah, what's crazy is that his 60 yard shot was closer to going into the one he just missed well it hit the didn't it hit the pole Wow. I always said that. Again. He likes the big shot. He likes the big goal. He always hits the pole outside the 18. Yeah. It's always going to be the one you're like, oh, my God. He, he, he jaw drops you, but the easy ones, he doesn't score. Shots. Yeah, both shots are jaw dropping, but the second one sucked. Um, yeah, I, that's what I like, – like, we got a comment here. It says, Chicho's look at, at Sifu after that was classic. He literally looked at Sifu like WTF. You actually missed that. I, I did see Sifu's, I mean, uh, Chicho's face, and, like, he's not going to say anything, but I think he was in such disbelief because he literally put it on the platter that he was, like, you know, and I know and I, I know Chicho's also missed, but, you know, where they're at and how they've been rolling, I was like, wow. You know, I was just yeah. – I, I don't know. Like, I don't. I know they went on a three-game winning streak, but do you uh, feel – It sucked the air out of the team. That shot just sucked the air out of the team. They yeah. look like, yeah, I was like, okay, three-game winning streak. It'd be great if they could get a result here. But I think then that game, they, they've looked like LAFC have looked uh, all, all year in 2021. Yep. Most of the game to change that, but it goes back to the same old, same old. It's very up and down. You know, that's why I don't measure anything. And, oh, let's get excited about one game. Let's yeah. get excited about three games. Let's get excited about five games. Five games, you start seeing yeah. a trend. Yeah. If you look at our, our five five games chunks, you don't find really good streaks from us. And if you go seven games, we are the, the seesaw happens, which lands us right in the middle of the standings. So it's not unexpected that we're going to go down all of a sudden without Diego Rossi, Carlos Vela, Eduardo Tuesta, and then half of our top roster. Like, it's just not going to happen, you know. And, and it wasn't happening when they were playing. You know, imagine now without them. It's going to be only worse. Yeah. Uh, JP, let's talk about these subs. How would you feel about the subs? Uh, I believe in the 75th minute, it says right here. Yeah, 75th minute. They took too long. They took too long. Raheem Edwards, I don't think, should have played that long. Uh, maybe get him off at half, get get Palacios or Farfan back in. Um, you know, nobody knew about Latif's injury. He came in with basically half a cast on. And, you know, <laughs> you, you force him to, you know, play 15, 20 minutes. Um Chris Hostomo, I, I don't understand why, why Duke was playing great ga- two great games and then you just take him out for no reason. You say, okay, he's not going to play against Austin because you're obviously resting him for the game that matters, but you don't play him again and you only play him in the 85th minute, not even in the 75th minute where you make the other, the other rest of the subs. You know, you, For me, the middle should have been Guignella. Sifu plays the Atuesta role, the eight role, the prominent role because he's the second best midfielder we have. And then Duke stays at the 10 because... That's what he's been doing the, the, the last two games, and it's been working. You know, Chris Austin didn't play a bad game, but he's just not ready for, for this type of environment. You know, Portland is not, not the best scenario for your second, you know, MLS MLS start. And and he should have gone out earlier, you know. The mm-hmm. sub should have happened before the, the we got scored on. They should have happened at the 60th minute, 65th minute. You know, everybody saw it. The team needed, needed you know, to revolutionize themselves, uh, you know, energetic subs off the bench. To, to get the tie or, you know, maybe get the, the second goal, but it just didn't happen and it took too long. Yeah, and I think this is this is definitely a game that I was like, this is how their season has been going, you know, uh, late subs, you know, missed opportunities that turned to opportunities for the other team. Um, obviously, l- let's look at the standings uh, because um, they're currently in eighth place, like I mentioned earlier. Um, 
obviously they're outside looking in. They're they're point behind. Uh, who is it? They're point behind uh, Minnesota. So LAFC. Let me zoom in a little bit. So LAFC is obviously in eighth place with 30, 33 points. Minnesota with thirty four points. Um, how are you feeling about this team? Obviously in the standings. Uh, you said there's nine games left. Um, yeah. How how do you feel about about this team live and, and where they're at right now? Not good. Not good. Uh, we play away to San Jose Saturday, but we haven't beat since September 2020. And uh, I believe the last game we played, that's when I just went. I just went off. I was just bobbed out from there, and I've been bobbed out since. So I'm not flip-flopping on that. And then we play at home to Portland, who we just lost to. Then we play at Carson. I mean, the only games that I can see that are kind of – we got a good shot of winning them is at, at Dallas and playing at home to Vancouver, to be honest with you. That from what I'm seeing here, that's the legit dubs. I can probably, I would bet like maybe ten bucks on it. <laughs> like, <laughs> You're a, a betting man, I can tell. Not a lot, but hey, I mean, man. I think dubs, but other rest are questionable, very questionable. And it's not like we're like, okay, well, if we keep winning, we're gonna definitely be in the playoffs. No, Vancouver's behind us, San Jose's behind us, and if we slip up for some reason, maybe Ricardo Pepe carries Dallas on the on his back, and they somehow sneak in, but I, I doubt it. Um, it's going to be a crazy finish, and I will not be surprised if we miss out by like a point getting into the playoffs. To be honest with you, I wouldn't be. Wow, surprised. that would I'm be something. Either. I that would be, be something. Surprised. It'd be sad. It'd be really depressing. But hey, I mean, what what do I know? I don't really know much. So I just say we'll do. So so, what what are your thoughts on you know, your dad on. in the, in the yeah. games? Uh, so let's do a little bit of math. All right, because that's my thing. Let's do. Hold on. Let's talk about these next three games. No, no, real quick. Easy. No, there, let me show you this because this is what matters, right? We have to essentially <laughs> everything. Win. So, so everything right. in this podcast matters. Right. Everything right. matters, brother. Right. Everything. Right. Go ahead. No. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, so I, was say, I wanted to talk about that the the, the standings and and how we're going to make it if we have any chance. But go ahead. Did go ahead. you want me to pull it back up or what? No, no. I'm good. Essentially, what I'm saying is we have to win four or five games, right? Uh, out of the nine. We have to keep a pace that we haven't done all year, and it's going to be close. If we're going to for, find four wins, it's going to be Vancouver. I, I don't even know. You know, what, who's going to be, right? It's like Vancouver plus three, you know, and San Jose once. Uh, but it's it's going to be really close. You know, you have maybe Dallas coming, and I think we play maybe uh, – it's just going to be extremely close. So you, I, I'm not keeping my hopes up anymore. Yeah, I Look, after a game like that, when you have all the opportunities, because like, it's that game, it's not like LAFC was out of it; they were in it. And I feel like the, a lot of the 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 refereeing was in their favor. I don't know if that penalty was should have been. I don't know if that penalty was a penalty. Um, and then even the third goal that Timber scored, I if you look at it, you know, I don't know, it could have they could have stayed on, but I feel like a lot of calls went LAFC's way. Um, obviously that's small, right. In the grand scheme of things, but I felt like, um, they had their chances. They weren't really out and it's, it's just more of the same, same old things. Um, you know, obviously eventually Carlos Vela is going to come back sometime, right. Um, this could either make things better. We saw him smiling. I know there was like a photo of him in training. Uh, I think when Jamal Blackman was running through the tunnel, um, so, JP, how do you think uh, potentially whenever Carlos Vela comes back, uh, he could help this team uh, in any way? Because you, you would have to imagine, I know he's not had a, a good season, but anyway, at this point in the season, he's going to have to give it his all. And what I think what uh, 
Chicho's doing up there, I think they could be a, a solid pairing. Yeah, I mean, I've said it. I've said it a lot of times. I don't think Vela coming back is going to hinder this team in any way. Um, he might not start all the games when he obviously fresh coming back, but you know, he he had a lot of responsibility and he would play it to Rossi and Rossi wasn't you know on fire and he wasn't finishing. So you know, he could have got an assist there. He could have you know helped the, the team would have grown like got, gotten a groove, but it just didn't happen. He just didn't have anybody next to him to score. Obviously, his shots were off. You know, we all know his his cut to the left. Shoots it into the corner. That didn't happen. Now Chicho's on fire. B Rod's playing nice. Um, so a lot of load is not going to be on Carlos Vela. Chicho can take the ball, hold up, do hold up play by himself, you know. So, and the front three is they all need, they all are going to occupy the defense, the rivals' defense. They're all going to have to, you know, watch out for Chicho. They're all going to have to watch out for B Rod. They're all going to watch out for Vela. So it's not just Mark Vela and then the LAFC's done, you know. So, I think he's going to come back and, and, and we're going to look better. Um, it just means that we're going to change the formation to 4-3-3. And then I think that's when the, the questions in the back are going to, you know, arise. If Mario plays with fall or who's going to play right back because Moon is a liability defensively, um, who plays the left back. And that's just, that's more of the questions that, that are going to happen when Bella comes back, not the front three. I think the front three is going to be fine. We're going to keep on scoring goals. It's just, if we can defend. Solid point. How do you how do you feel about that? About what JP said, it won't be the the front three Ravella, most likely the defense. Yeah. Go ahead, live. Sorry. So pretty much like what JP was saying, like the back line is going to be a focal point because we got Mamadou Fall, who's looked good at times, but still he's not twenty five. He's like you know eighteen, nineteen, whatever. So he's still learning on the fly. He's next to Mario, who thinks he's Sergio Ramos, but it's the complete opposite of that. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, Kimu Wan, great attacking, but defensively a suspect. Left back, Chiki Palacios has not been the same since coming back from the international break. He's been all over this season. Uh, Marco Farfan, the less said about him, the better. Um, so it's going to be, honestly, that's going to make or break us, to be honest with you, that defense. And I'm looking at these nine games again, and I think in my heart, if we lose – I don't want to lose to them, but if we lose to Galaxy in Galaxy, I think that's it. We're not making playoffs. I think that's just going to be the boom that pops. And I'm looking at these other storylines here. We play I – because mean, we need like six points to get into the playoffs. Just think about it. The last three games, we play Seattle at home, and then we play um, Vancouver at home, who we lost to on the road to. And then can you imagine? We need the win, and we're playing Mark Anthony K away. <laughs> oh my god it is the final game is against colorado i know i know mark anthony's licking his lips right now and being oh, like Ooh. yeah I, colorado's solid they're yeah, they're, a solid squad storylines storylines yeah. seattle and colorado might already have their like positioning done but but like by the, by those weeks so they might not even play their starters and maybe that helps us Trust me, anytime you could put uh, any uh, lafc type of team away and you have an opportunity not to let them into the playoffs i'm pretty sure seattle colorado is going to do everything they can if, if that's the situation i don't i don't i i just think they they would finish strong um but i mean uh, that is a point to think about uh back what, what are your what are your thoughts on that game is uh, yeah at the bank, so we oh, better know okay. No, 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 no. It's it's in Colorado. It's in Colorado. Colorado. Oh man, game. don't you do not want to go there, right? I, yeah. Uh, oof. Uh, I think Bella coming back is really the only chance we have. You know, he's still our most efficient player. He creates more shots than anyone else in the team. His ex goals this year wasn't were not great. You know, he was missing a lot of shots. 
um, but still, you know, was one of our leading scorers. And he facilitated a lot of goals for other guys. You know, I am excited to see him come back, play with Chicho, which has been the point of reference. I think that it will change the dynamic between the three and, and create a bit more, uh, you know, creativity up front. Um, but, you know, I like to see Duke come back to our lineup to, to, to feed these guys. You know, that I'm still concerned with the fact that we don't have, uh, you know, some true assisters that can facilitate that shot and make it easy, kind of like how we saw last game, which, by the way, is one of the reasons why I believe we signed the, the new player, Galena, and I'm completely butchering his name, from USL. He actually happens to be one of the better players in assists for that league. And I think that's what our front office has been looking at after I look at that signing. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about the, the new signing forward. Uh, well, let, let's get into that to the end. Uh, but quickly, LAFC Hawaii says live has to put a K picture K pictures on his phone uh, if – if uh, Colorado beats, I'll do uh, that LAFC. myself too, man. Like, yeah, that to us because so Colorado I, and Mark my K, and I will do that, you know, if he does that to us, sorry, go ahead. Will you do that too, live? Uh, I'm sure he'll be a smart ass and post something because he was talking some crap, I guess, a couple weeks ago to someone about the whole transfer and whatnot. So I'm sure he'll put like a laughing emoji or something, but yeah, I'll put a I'm not replacing my B Rod picture, I'll tell you that much. That's here to stay. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> Well, I'll have to think about it. That's okay. until the season end. That was the promise, I remember, right? Yeah, yeah. Look, we well, we got it here. Back and Black agreed to it. We'll see if Live can agree <laughs> to it. But, uh, I mean, that that's going to be an interesting game. And I know, uh, yeah, uh, Kay was definitely going to be witty uh, with whatever he does on Twitter. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I definitely feel like the, the Achilles Hill of this team is, is definitely the, the center backs. Uh, back, uh, well, JP, let's get into you. What are your thoughts on Murillo? Because he's not looked – uh, he can, he can, continues to look, look not good. And he's supposed to be this elite center back that made it to the MLS outside game. But I think what I've seen enough from him, it's not looked good. And I, I wouldn't consider him elite. But what are your thoughts on him? Yeah, no, Captain Maria is a failed, a failed project. Um, I don't know why he was given the captain bands. I don't think he deserved it. Um, maybe because, he, you know, he's part of the, back, the, the backbone of the team being the center back. But... You know, he's given up too many easy goals. He, he's just caught out of position so many times in elementary ways. And then he yells at he yells at his teammates when it's also his fault. You know, uh, you know, Segura, obviously, he played better with Segura. Segura obviously covered for him. Mario's not, you know, your primary center back. He's kind of the one that nudges the, the, the forward and then the other center back, you know, cut, cuts it off and, 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 you know, finishes the job. But giving Mario... The, the the primary center back role is just not it. He, he's just not up for it. If a ball comes, you know, to his hips, he doesn't know how to control it. He can't control it. Um, you know, you can see that at, at Carson, the ball comes towards his hip and he just he just doesn't know what to do with it. So it's just too many little basic things that he's just not keen on that cost us games. So, yeah, I mean, he was given the, the all-star game because the game was in LA and, and Bob, Bob picked them most likely or, or I don't know how it happened, but He's just not. He's just not an elite center center back in this league and for this team. Live. What are your thoughts on Murillo? Uh, he makes Djokovic look elite. To be honest with you, they uh, <laughs> Dejan Djokovic. Yeah, yeah, he does. LAFC. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he does at times. Yeah, he actually held his own against Liga next team as well. If you remember, um, but um, this guy, I don't, I don't know what happened. I'm telling. I'm pretty sure his crutch was Segura. It had to be. Because at times he looked really good, like, oh yeah, we got a big bruiser in the back now. He's gonna take control. And I had faith in him, you know. I was like, okay, this guy's gonna step up, he's gonna do his thing. 
it's been the complete opposite. Muhammad Falls looked like a veteran at times, and this guy looks like he's mm-hmm. out of place. And he has this obsession. I'll keep saying it. he has this obsession of always wanting to push up, push up, push up. I don't understand why he always wants to do that at times when we're like trying to we're trying to defend a lead because we can't win a game. So it's just really weird to me. I don't know if that's the instruction by the management or the tactics, but he can't be captain anymore. Like JP said, uh, that was a failed experiment. Um, and I just think that the defense is going to be our uh, our weakness throughout these last games here. It's going to be unfortunately. Uh, 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 back and back quickly before yeah. we, we wrap up the show. What are, you, what are your thoughts on Mario? Yeah, he, he, he reminds me of uh, Junior Baiano. He used to play for Brazil as a center back. He was really what tall. And he had amazing footwork, you know, and I always, like, expected him to make a mistake and, and, and give the goal away. And, <laughs> you know, that's, that's Murillo. And, by the way, I do believe that the number one mistake the front office did was not replace Eddie Segura when he went down. We needed to get someone fast, someone strong, and show what we're all about. It should have been David Luiz or someone of that caliber to send a statement that we're not messing around. And here we are trying to use Mamadou, which was, a, by the way, an amazing find, right, to 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 cover a, a massive hole that Eddie Segura exposed us to. So that's where I'll leave it. Yeah, and it, it's unfortunate. I mean, they, they had an opportunity. They did have one more international spot. They used it with the goalkeeper. We have yet to see Jamal. Maybe we see him against San Jose. So we'll see what happens. But, yeah, to me, Mario, since the LA Galaxy, since the first El Trafico, that's when I noticed uh, Mario was – was. that's when it got on my radar that Mario was was not as elite. I know Andy had had mentioned that to me because uh, he used to play for his former club. Um but yeah, it's unfortunate what's what's going on um, here. Uh, so we got we got to talk about the signing. I'm gonna butcher this name. Maybe you guys can pronounce it better. That guy, Michi Nagalia Nagalina. Uh, that's that's the best I'm gonna do. Um, obviously, he's a Ford. He's a USL product. I know they're hinting with the signing, but at this point, I knew it wasn't gonna be a big name. Uh, live, what what are your thoughts on this uh, signing uh, uh, forward? Um, I guess it adds more forward depth uh, in case more injuries occur. I think now we have uh, Chicho Rodriguez, uh, the new signing here. Uh, we also have Jennings, Moose, Torres, when he ever gets a chance, and then Carlos Vela when he comes back. I don't really know much. I'm going to be honest with you. I, don't, I never heard this guy in my life. I don't really know anything about him. I think he had eight goals in 23 games or something like that when I looked at his stats. But, um, yeah, it'd be cool to see him on the pitch and see what he's about. I mean, we need we need to win games. So hopefully they brought this guy and thinking, hey, this guy's going to give us a push, a little extra oomph at the end of the games. I mean, he'll start for all we know. I have no idea. So I'm excited to see what this guy's going to do on the pitch. Yeah, it definitely looks like a depth piece. Uh, obviously, we don't know. Um, or like I, We've seen at times the forwards come and play defense or play midfield and defenders come and play uh, up top. So we'll, we'll see where, where he gets incorporated. It may just be a depth piece. Uh, back in black, what are your thoughts on him? Yeah, I kind of said it earlier. He popped up on a list of USL players. Uh, you know, he, he definitely is a scorer, has added, uh, and then also tends to be a good assister as well for other players. Very comparable numbers to Cal Jennings. I actually tweeted that Cal has slightly better uh, per 90 numbers than him, right, per game numbers than him. So, um, you know, again, I don't know how their football uh, compares and positioning wise, but you know it'll be you know uh, interesting to see how that shakes up the the roster depth and and who gets to play and who gets to even suit up versus goes to Vegas. Yeah, uh, JP, let, let, let me. Uh, um, we don't need to talk about the uh, Nangala anymore. Um, is that what it is? Michi? 
Um, I want to talk the, the people in the chat want to talk. What about our keeper? Uh, he has definitely, uh, this is a comment from Chris. He says he's definitely gotten worse. First goal was his fault. Uh, and we have Juan saying who's going to play goalkeeper against the Quakes. How do you feel about the goalkeeper situation um, moving forward? Because obviously international spot was used. Jamal Blackman's available. I'm assuming is available. Um, what, what are your thoughts on uh, uh, Romero? I keep Romero next game. I say if we switch, we switch him at Portland at home. I think Blackman's first game should be at home. Um, I think it'll just be the easiest transition, you know, at home with with the 32-52 chance and behind you. You know, I think he'll gain confidence like that. Um, if it were me, I wouldn't change anybody. I would I would keep Romero the rest of the season. Uh, but I understand, you know, the team wasted international spot. He he has experience, you know, playing at Chelsea. That's not that's not nothing that should be over overlooked. So I, I'd give him a shot. I just don't think the Quakes is, is the game to do it if it's a must-win game and, you know, it's his first game in MLS. He, might, he just might not be ready for it. I think he still needs another week in training. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we also got an international spot uh, from Vancouver. Um, that was also a, the other thing that we did besides the, the transfer. Um, so that's also something to look out for for next season. You know, maybe the next DP or, or another big signing there. But I keep Romero. Um, I, I wouldn't say the first goal was his fault. I, I I put it. I blame Chris because he lets Blanco just header by himself at the top of the box. You can't do that. Um, obviously Romero didn't come out, but if you really want to look at it, it starts off with Chris just letting Blanco header the ball at the top of the top of the eighteen. Live, what are your, what are your thoughts on the goalkeeper situation? Um, well, Jamal Blackman's been loaned out eight times by Chelsea, so that kind of tells you uh, something. Obviously, he played, I think, once for Chelsea. So he wasn't good enough for Chelsea, but he's obviously probably MLS level. I think he's 27 now. He's a tall figure, too, which is something we haven't had in a while. I think he's like 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, so that's that's obviously an advantage. Um, but I think Thomas Romero, I mean, at times he does make a few mistakes, but at the same time, our defense does you – know, our defense would make, I don't know, uh, O'Black and Atletico Madrid look very average. That's how our defense is. So, I mean – I would say keep Romero next game, but I, at a certain point, I think Blackman probably at home, like JP was saying, at Portland, he'll probably start. But it's, it's going to be huge pressure because, I mean, whatever happens on San Jose, you know, knock on wood if we lose, you're going to put this guy in that you just got with nine or eight games left to save the day and get us into the playoffs. Oh, and by the way, we're playing at home against Portland, and then your next game's away at Carson. Uh, so good luck. So it's going to be interesting. I would keep Romero. That's pretty much my bottom. I keep Romero going until he has a massive mess up or something. Uh, back in black, what are your what are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, if he's available to play, I don't know what the visa situation looks like. You know, my assumption is that's what's holding him holding us back there. But if he's available, I like to see what he brings. There's a handful of games left. Uh, you know, unfortunately, Romero, I, maybe not the first this go. Was his fault, but there there has been goals that I believe he could have done more. Other goalkeepers would have been able to save, um, you know. And I would like to see what this guy's all about, and if he's worth keeping it for the next season, and if he's going to give us the punch that we need to get through it to the playoffs. You know, we haven't had a, a shutout in a while, other than the SKC game, uh, especially one on the road. And you know, I, I believe uh, the SKC game away was Romero's first game for LAFC, so. Why not throw this guy into the fire and see what he's made out of? Uh, I think it was home, but no, was it I, home? I, yeah, it was home against FC. That was that SKC game uh, very early on that we end up losing two to one. No, it was it was it was at home. 
It was okay. against FC Dallas. Well, either way, I, I do believe he should start right away so we can have a good sample size of what he's around, he's available. Yeah. Uh, being away at San Jose is, shouldn't be a, a deterrent. You know, this is San Jose that we're talking about here. But apparently yeah. they're all good and, and amazing all of a sudden. Uh, you know, we're all fearful of San Jose. Uh, you know, the mighty quakes. <laughs> Look, every game, every game counts, no matter what. You you got to be able to get. What did we come to, man? Over. The Quakes are good, man. I'm gonna I see my whiskey here. This is why I drink, because LA. <laughs> you've been drinking. You've been drinking tonight, or what? That's all you can do, and like to keep letting it down. And I have to. Have <laughs> the Quakes are going to be the ones that will eliminate LAFC from playoffs. It's 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 distressing. Oh man, that would that would be something. But look, yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens. Look, every every game is going to count. Every game is going to uh, – nine games left. I mean, emotions are going to be riding high. I know emotions are going to be riding for high for you guys because one goal, one missed tackle, or one something can make or break uh, you guys make into the playoffs. So we'll see what happens. Uh, that's all the time we have for you guys. I want to thank my guys, LAFC Live, Back in Black, JP. And if you guys listening, if you guys watching, if you haven't subscribed to the YouTube Definitely subscribe to the YouTube channel. Trying to grow the YouTube channel, so I would appreciate that. So for these guys, that's going to wrap things up, and we'll catch you guys next time. Bye, everybody.